The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. As we are here once again, Taylor Burris with Justin Prince, our producer, Richard Colbreth. As Justin, we have a very special guest joining us. He was the regular season champion as well as multiple times season winner in the current eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, as well as also now just picking up a win in the eNASCAR College iRacing series Logitech G120 at Homestead this past week. None other from Stuart Haas Racing, Stephen Wilson. Yes, indeed. Stephen Wilson has been somebody who's had a very competitive campaign, one of the top drivers when it comes to the championship standings for the Coke side. And of course, picking up some scholarship funds to add to his tuition side of things for his schooling on top of things. So lots of things going well for Stephen Wilson. Lots to hear from him in turn. And with that, we welcome Stephen Wilson, driver of the number 10 Ford for Stuart Haas Racing Esports here on the show. Stephen, welcome to the iRacers download. First and foremost, I mean, let's look at a year that you've had so far. Three wins, one pole, seven top fives. 10 top 10s, an average finish of 10th, as well as also you're currently one of the strongest drivers in the playoffs, leading the point standings, as well as also picking up the win in the eNASCAR college race that happened this past week at Homestead. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely been a year to be proud of. Uh, Just had really good momentum all year. I've been confident with my speed and brought good setups every race. And then uh, last night's or a couple nights ago's college race, uh fixed setup so it was all about driver and then different car than what i've ran all year but i was still able to bring it home so it's definitely good to have this confidence coming down to the end of the coke season and i feel like i have a good ability to contend for the championship let's talk about this championship run i mean first and foremost the first round of the playoffs was at the bristol motor speedway and it was a race full of attrition, I would have to say, where even some of the best drivers who we were expecting to be up towards the front of the field were not. And in fact, a non-playoff driver took home the win, of such as Ryan Luza. You were managed to able to come home with a top 10 finish still, but walk us through how difficult it is to still try to get a win and still make sure you are, one, in a sense, being safe, trying to make sure you make it into the Final Four, but also making sure you still are competitive to go up against everyone else in order to go and win your first championship. Uh, yeah, Bristol for me was not really how I, it didn't go how I wanted it to. It was pretty much one of the worst races I feel like I've had personally in recent memory. It just was, it's all about saving tires in the series now. And sometimes you oversave and with how Bristol was, you, I kind of just got stuck on the bottom and lost like 10 spots on the first run. So rest of the race was just trying to make that back up uh everybody else who's not in the playoffs i mean everybody there's a lot of teams who are close on speed and whether they're playoffs or not playoffs i think everyone is still gonna obviously try their hardest for the win you've got guys battling for top 20s 
in points to stay for next year as well. So it's definitely not going to be any easier, especially with Talladega coming up. We know the lottery that that can be. So just really hoping to have good points coming out of Talladega. And then I think Homestead, I've been good on mile and a half all year, so I'm confident there. And of course, like you said, I mean, we walked through this year and you, it's already pointed out three wins. You're already looking very confident at the next couple of tracks coming up for you before we get to that final four race at Phoenix. But now that we've really had a good year with these cars so far under our belts, what has been your thoughts with these next gen cars? How has it improved or maybe in your opinion, maybe has changed the way we see eNASCAR racing, especially with these next gen cars? Uh, yeah, I think it's provided a good amount of passing this year. I think at the start of the year we had we saw a lot of pack racing and then made some updates to where the draft wasn't as strong. I think the racing has been pretty good. I think it's still mostly a track position game. I think once you get up to those top five, top ten spots, it gets a lot harder to pass. So it's all about who wants to just sit there and save tires for the end of a run, who's going to go for it, and then uh trying to time if you do go for it hoping for a caution or just hoping that you hold off everybody and i've enjoyed the car it's definitely suited me it's kind of like my driving style has really gone well with how the car wants to be driven so uh yeah i'm looking forward to it now we'll see hopefully some more improvements are made next year uh on the real life side and on our side one of the things we have to look forward to of course is one of the things we see is your partnership with stewart haas racing i mean you had a stellar drive with them so far. Walk us through what that relationship is currently like still, especially with how this season has been. Uh, yeah, it's been a really good experience. I've loved working with Stuart Haas and everybody over there. Uh, they just actually had me and Dylan out to race at Bristol. So we got to meet up with guys like Chase Briscoe and Eric Almarola and Riley Herbst. And uh, we've just had a really good connection with everybody. Uh, they're really good to their iRacing drivers, so they try to get us out to at least one race a year. I've been to two this year, uh, and it's just they make the experience really good for us, and they're really kind, and uh, it's a really welcoming team. Now, of course, speaking of, of course, the college iRacing series that you competed in on Tuesday night, you're representing, of course, Iowa University. Walk us through what you're majoring in with the Iowa University. Uh, yeah, so right now I'm a junior, uh, majoring in finance. Uh, I don't really have any future plans locked up at the moment, but hopefully by next year I'll have something figured out, and uh, I'd love to work anything in the racing world. Uh, that'd be a a good thing, a good thing for me, kind of like a dream, I guess, or a goal to have. But uh, yeah, it's just going along, making sure I spend some time on school, not only while focusing on Coke, but making sure I have a good time between both to succeed. Talk to us a little bit about this amazing partnership that eNASCAR, iRacing, as well as all of these colleges that have partake in this championship series. What has been the relationship like, as well as also your thoughts on seeing someone such as your university that you go to, Iowa University, coming on board to not only kind of, in a sense, represent be represented by you both in this series as well as also in the e-nascar coke series to a degree what what does that feel like for you and what sense of thoughts and ideas do you think would we see in the future possibly for these universities uh yeah it's definitely cool to see universities getting involved and in all of the things that e-nascar and iRacing are doing 
uh, as a partnership. And uh, it's just nice this new college series that's just started. They've upped the prize pool a lot, and I think personally it's a really good prize pool to be making when you're just sitting here doing one race that takes about an hour. I think as the winner, I made 3,500 towards my tuition, so that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's I mean fairly good money. I think it's not just heavily biased towards first either. There was good prize pool to make for everyone who finished from first down to 10th. So a quarter of the drivers that were in that race made money towards their tuition. And I think it's a really good partnership and uh, hopefully it continues for everyone going through college who happens to be an iRacer. Certainly is. Now, one of the final thoughts we need to touch on also is you're one of the few drivers in this current age of esports and championships that are on the iRacing service to compete in multiple different championships. Not only are you a E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series driver, but you also compete in the World of Outlaws Butt Kicker Late Model Series powered by iRacing. How are you able to separate the time? I mean, you just pointed out you're a junior in college, you're a E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series driver, as well as the regular season champion, and also you're trying to compete and make sure to return to the 2022-2023 World of Outlaws Butt Kicker Late Models Championship. How were you able to juggle all this, plus also your other day-to-day responsibilities? Uh, yeah, it's definitely just making... I mean, like, a lot of it goes into, right now with playoffs, I'm mainly focused on Coke Series and testing for that. Um, Mondays come World of Outlaws, I've kind of not really had a whole lot of focus on this year it's kind of been back in my mind i just show up monday pretty much and go do the race so that makes things a little easier but uh yeah i mean everything i do day to day i mean it's just spinning here i don't have to do too much time testing for many series other than coke so i think it's just whenever i have day-to-day things done and have schooling done which i don't really have a lot at the moment then uh yeah it's easy and then once coke ends that's really when school starts to get harder and then I won't have to focus on Coke anymore. So just scheduling does kind of make things a little easier too. Certainly does. And of course, you know, you've been on the iRacing service for quite a long time, Steven. I mean, what made you want to get involved with iRacing and how far have you seen it grown since coming on board? Uh, Yeah. So I got iRacing, I'd say it's been about five years, five and a half years now. So uh, I mainly saw it on YouTube videos and realized through steam that i could get it and i raced for like a week on a controller before realizing that i wanted to that i was really enjoying it wanted to get a wheel and i had my g29 wheel all the way up until this year or before buying a vrs wheel and the more i'm into it the more i get into it the better equipment i have it just makes things that much more enjoyable and uh seeing the coke series grow now we're doing in-person live race finale hopefully that goes well so that iRacing can continue to grow off of that and uh, more opportunities come through NASCAR. Steven, before we let you go, is there anywhere people can go to follow your career on the iRacing service as well as also outside of iRacing? Yeah, so mostly things for me is just Twitter, at uh, swilson3 underscore. That's about where I post everything. Uh, I post mostly iRacing stuff over there. And uh, yeah. 
Well, Stephen, we want to say thank you for your time coming here on the iRacers download. Of course, that's driver for Stuart Haas Racing Esports of the number 10 Ford. Stephen Wilson joins us here on the iRacers download. Coming up after the break, we will discuss news of the week. You're listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burris here along with Justin Prince, our producer, Richard Colbreth, as we just finished up our interview with the great Stephen Wilson, who was able to pull off a very exciting win in the college iRacing series against, of course, none other than Dylan Alt, as those two battled it out for a chance of $60,000 in scholarship funds. And it was an exciting race to start to finish. No cautions whatsoever. We did have a couple of DNFs during the race, but it was a battle between the University of Connecticut's Jose Solis Jr., as well as also the Iowa University driver of none other than Stephen Wilson, as those two battled it out for the race victory. Of course, also throw in Dylan Alt, who was right there in amongst trying to come out with a strong finish, but just fell short there, Justin. Ended up finishing in second in that race. In fact, it all did Tyler Gary give a shout out to also nearly took away that second spot as well. And what was an intriguing race, Tucker Minter, Logan Clamp amongst that top five. But when it comes to an opportunity such as this, you have to be able to race out of the best of the best to be able to be able to earn some scholarship funds, to be able to help yourself with tuition. And that's what we've seen from some of our top drivers on the iRacing platform in turn. Because when you look at who was on the entry list, it's a who's who of your top contenders across the league scene, and in some cases, the road to pro scene this year. It certainly is. I mean, like we said, Stephen Wilson, Dylan Alt, Tucker Minter, Logan Clampett, Daniel Budafuco, who we've had on the show before, Anthony Burroughs. I mean, and at least in this race alone, you have at least three current E-NASCAR Cook Series drivers, and at least anywhere between half a dozen to a little bit more of current qualifier series drivers as well as former coke series drivers competing in this college series and again shows how many students there are when you're talking about trying to balance schoolwork as well as those trying to take the serious effort towards sim racing or doing so just for fun is the more bigger point and in turn seeing an opportunity to be able to race against some of the best of the best opens up a lot of possibilities. You had representation from across North America, mind you, in Canada and the United States, all trying to battle for the respective groups, all trying to be able to help pay for their tuition, mind you, Taylor, because in some circumstances, as mentioned, it can pay potentially in some cases your entire semester's tuition to help you keep on studying and make it that much easier for you in the long run financially. It certainly is, and it's great to see partners such as, of course, Xfinity, Coca-Cola, Logitech, all coming on board with this college series. Of course, for those of you who are maybe wondering, well, how can I compete in this college series? For more information, go visit playflyesports.com forward slash eNASCAR for more information on how to become a part of this. But if you already do know, well, if you want to go have a chance to compete in the top split event, then you can, of course, get started Tuesday, October 18th 
is when the next time attack is eligible for competitors between, of course, September 30th to October 13th at the Auto Club Speedway. There, they will take the top 37 times where you will be able to compete in the A-split category for drivers to go and have a chance to compete for $60,000 in scholarship funds. Of course, like we mentioned, the next time we'll see the action of the eNASCAR College iRacing Series will be October 18th at 8 p.m. from the Virtual Auto Club Speedway here on iRacing and eNASCAR Broadcasting. With that, we also have to talk a little bit about the World of Outlaws Late Model Series presented by Butt Kicker as it was another exciting race to the finish at Weed Sport. But it was none other than Evan C., who picked up another win, his fourth win of the season, over Zach McSwain by 4.7 seconds. Definitely a strong run by Evan C. He did have a little bit of a challenge from pole sitter Logan Rumsey, but Evan was able to claw his way through after starting in fifth position. Well, when it comes to Evan C., the major talking point after how things fared out for that race is he has a chance to essentially clinch up the title for a race to go. Because that's how competitive a season's been compared to Blake Majulis. Both of them should say it very quick. But Majulis, in particular, as talked about by many, had issues in his heat, had to claws with the pack, and that could be a major sequence of the championship. It was seen as specifically in the sprint cars last year, if you remember back, where several times you had drivers for the championship have technical issues and or have problems in their heats, have to go to the B-Main claw their way from the back to the front and try and mitigate the damage. Majolis had to do that now a couple times. Evan C's been able to keep the track position, Taylor, and that's been the major difference throughout this entire season for the 33 to be able to have what is now a very sizable points advantage, just about a full race advantage with two races to go. It certainly is, and it's very, very critical for Evan C to have another strong finish at the next race as they head to my favorite tr dirt track on the iRacing service, I'd have to say, Volusia Speedway Park, Monday, September 26th at 9 p.m. Catch all the action on iRacing streaming platforms and on Dirt Vision. For more information, of course, go check us out on iRacing or the World of Outlaws. And, of course, speaking of the World of Outlaws, the World of Outlaws game is just so close to getting released. Of course, another great piece of content we've seen from iRacing. We've seen videos. We've seen people giving a little bit of previews for the game already, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's going to be fun, I think, for the console gamers in particular to be able to have a chance to play a World of Outlaws licensed game on platforms the first time in a long while, in at least a decade and a half minimum, with six unique series amongst that experience. And I think for a lot of players, they've been craving that opportunity to play something like that on the console side, and you'll finally have that chance, essentially, with that opportunity. We certainly will, and it's going to be exciting to see that play out here in the near future. Of course, the pre-order is still going on. You can catch it, of course, from iRacing or go check them out on their website at the World of Outlaws game, as well as much, much more. Over the weekend, the iRacing special event, the Hoisingfeld Bathurst 1000, utilizing the Australian V8 supercars at the famous Mountain Panorama Racing Circuit, was underway as Holden, along with Brad Newman from the Loeb's Falcon eSport team, took home the checkered flag with over 50 seconds of a race win advantage over Samuel Ward from Team PGZ, and then the Hydro Race Racing Force of Kenny Newswolf, 
came home in your podium to round out the field as they were the only three cars that finished even on the lead lap in this tumultuously long 161 laps around the mountain. Yeah, and absolutely showing the power of the performance of the Australian region when it comes to its supercars community. In turn, to be able to have that performance, have some of those drivers in turn, be able to cross on over, dominate the way they did. It shows just how difficult it can be to come up on top. An absolute flyer of an event in particular for Newman, who also set that fastest lap of the event with a 204.3. Just near untouchable compared to PGZ. And keep in mind, PGZ also a very noteworthy team for its very meany reasons, as we both know. Yes, indeed. And it's incredible to see, you know, iRacing and their partnership with the V8 supercars, as well as also just the incredible care that they try to look after this amazing series, as well as the amazing tracks in Australia and New Zealand. Of course, we're seeing more tracks from the Australian market coming aboard here on iRacing very soon. Of course, they just announced a scan to a track that's closing down that's located in New Zealand, as well as also the possibility of the next generation of V8 supercars coming to iRacing, possibly in the near future, as we'll see their third generations coming on to the or coming up to air starting in 2023, which is phenomenal to see. And we talked about it a bit last time out when it came to the New Zealand news. I think it's important absolutely to be able to cover the major series across the globe and give them proper representation in the sim racing world for users to be able to race on. And the major thing on that is having the tracks, but also having the cars. So that's something absolutely, I think, especially with a lot of the work put in on the sim racing side involving that side of the community over the past few years that it will be very much utilized, to say the least. It certainly will. Of course, the next iRacing special event will be none other than the iRacing Petit Le Mans, presented by VCO, utilizing, of course, none other than the LMP2 Delara and multiple different GT3 cars, those cars, of course, being the Audi R8, the BMW M4, the Ferrari 488 GT3, Lamborghini Huracan, the McLaren MP4, the brand new Mercedes AMG GT3, and the Porsche 911 GT3R. The event kicks off on course October 7th through the 9th. Of course, the top split event on Saturday will be broadcasted on Race Spot TV. If you want to have the chance to go race on it, well, as long as you have a Class D 4.0 road racing license, you can have the chance to compete in this 10-hour event. With that, we're going to take our final commercial break, but when we come back, we will preview what's to come here on the iRacing service, as well as other final thoughts in the world of iRacing. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by MyRacePass. Welcome back to the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. And of course, Taylor Burr is here with Justin Prince, our producer Richard Colbreth, as we highlight and preview some of the up-and-coming events happening in the world of iRacing. First off, on September the 24th, which is a Saturday, the 2023 Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup Contender Series begins, and they head to the Hockenheim Ring for their first race of six to kick off this qualifier to see who will be able to make their way into the 2023 Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup event. 
which is going to kick off later on in 23. And it's an exciting calendar season to see this round. We go to tracks just in such as Silverstone, the Red Bull Ring, Watkins Glen, Nürburgring, and of course, Imola to round out the season finale in November. Should be a very competitive qualifier. Just 15 contenders advance, mind you. And a lot of teams have put in some work for months already in regards to Taylor. Some of the drivers coming over from some of the various regional championships too, or rumblings on the Canadian champion getting the opportunity to bump into the contender series for third success there. So if you're among so 34 different drivers, it's going to be cutthroat, to be honest. It's always cutthroat when it comes to Pask. It's always very easy to be involved in incidents. It's very difficult to go from back to front. You need to be able to be prepared. You need to have those connections. And a lot of these teams, I think, are going to be dialed on in or have to be dialed on in if they want a chance to make it through the road to Pask and finish the Contender Series off right. Well, if you think about it, Justin, this series is probably, other than the E-NASCAR series, the most pinnacle, the most sought-after championship that we now have on the iRacing platform because of who it's tied to. It's tied to one of the most powerful, most amazing manufacturers in the world of motor racing, which is Porsche. And, of course, to see this amazing partnership still continuing on, of course, utilizing now, going into our second year with the brand-new 992 GT3 Cup car, it's going to provide a stellar form of motor racing here on the for this contender series, as well as to see who will be able to return and who will make their rookie season debut in 23. And that's going to be the huge question mark, which rookies are going to be able to break through. And the big question, whoever does break through, who does make the impact? Keep in mind, a lot of the drivers looking to run in the contender series are Munstel's looking to qualify the way back in amongst some of the top contenders who just missed the cut line in a couple of cases? Certainly is, of course, catch all the action starting, of course, a little bit later on Saturday afternoon as those drivers will get themselves ready to go. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, only on iRacing streaming services. For more information, of course, visit iRacing.com to catch more information, standings, as well as also the schedule for those of you who want to learn more about this Contender Series. Of course, it's also still to come, we've touched on it already, the World of Outlaws Butt Kicker Late Model Series heads to Volusia Speedway Park Monday at 9 p.m. And then Tuesday, it is the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series as they head off to Talladega Super Speedway in a race that's going to be unpredictable and a little bit of chaos i have to say also we have to know for a fact the big one will come into play possibly as well in this exciting race catch the action on tuesday starting at 9 p.m on iRacing and nascar streaming services and justin before we come to a close on this i have to ask 10 drivers here we already don't have any drivers who are guaranteed to make it into the final four who though do you think is going to be your final four let's see what your thoughts are on who your final four picks would be oh that's an interesting question there's still a couple races to go and it could be broken up obviously with how talladega fares out i think stephen wilson though based on his season you have to give a lock for michael conti i think based on his consistency on the speedways you have to make him a threat especially to try and lock in for the final ranks of the season then the final two spots is an absolute wild card, almost like. Uh, that's the difficult part, almost. Kind of want to put Nick Oninger in that group because of 
how he's performed in terms of lead laps, even though the consistency hasn't been there as of late. And I'm going to draw out of the hat, honestly, with Graham Bowen as the fourth. That's the tough thing because Graham's been much improved. It's just been a matter of luck, I think, when it comes to Graham Bowen this year. I have to agree. I mean, for my picks, I have to agree 100% with Steven Wilson and Michael Conti. Those two, even though Conti at the, in the second half of the season maybe not have put on the most strongest performances, he still, though, has those great performances during the playoffs and is able to maybe pull off with a win at possibly Talladega. But for me, I would have to go possibly with a driver such as Femi Olabusan. I mean, he won the season opener at Daytona. He, yes, his average finishes and average start has not been maybe up to par. Possibly the similar driver I would think of close to him would be Garrett Lowe. But he still knows a thing or two about getting around those super speedways. So keep an eye on him to see what he can do when we head to Talladega to clinch his way into the Final Four. And finally, I would have to put Matt Busa. Matt Busa is one of those dark horses who can find his way into the Final Four if the opportunity presents itself. Remember, he made his way into the playoffs by sneaking away with a win at Michigan last year and, of course, and able to put up some strong performances this year in 2022. So let's keep an eye on that mode motorsports machine. Yeah, with Femi, I think there's been that fall-off absolutely, which is the major concern compared to the start of the season. With Matt, I that is a solid pick if you're wanting someone to point their way in or at least consistently make their way in. He didn't have the luck last time out of course at Bristol. But all it takes is run up front for the next couple races, go for some bad luck, boom, you're back up in the top four, you break through in the victory. I think Boost is a good wildcard pick, absolutely. It certainly looks to be that way. Of course, the team standings also we have to mention a little bit. Stuart Haas Esports is still defending their points lead by just about 30 points over Jim Beaver Esports. Except rounds out your top three. Those are pretty much the three teams battling it out for the team owner standings right now as those three drive teams are really showcasing a lot of speed this year in 2023. But with that, it is time that we come to a close for, of course, Justin Prince and our producer, Richard Colbreth, our special guest, Stephen Wilson. I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download here on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. <laughs>